Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Coast Sonic, uh, the pedal people. If you are looking for a place to uh, just browse around for some boutique pedals, maybe you want to send a link to your wife or significant other or dad or mom or what whoever buys you pedals uh, looking for a little Christmas gift, yeah. go check out what they got. Send so, them, send them uh, the website, send them the, the, the link for Coast Sonic and just say, buy me anything from here and I'll be happy. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's true, right? Like, they've got all the good stuff on there. So anything you get from CoSonic, you're going to be happy with as a Christmas gift. It's not like it's true. It's not like they're going to roll into Guitar Center and just show up with, you know, like another linear power booster. Like, who needs that? Oh, uh, nobody. Great. Hey, Ryan, you know, uh, you know what gets sold at uh, CoSonic? Uh, is it Spruce Effects? It is Spruce Effects. They are another sponsor of our show. Uh, they sent us the Rainier Fuzz. I, uh, as of this episode airing, I have a demo up for it. And it is a really great, really heavy, really gnarly sounding fuzz. It's got a lot of options. It's got four knobs, two switches, not including the foot switch. Uh, you can have a gate on there. You can not have a gate on there. The gate gets nice and spitty and nasty. And it, it completely kills your signal when you're not playing. So it's just like whisper quiet operation. Uh, it's also got a cut switch, which does fun things. It's got a ring knob. It's got a bark knob. It's got a girth knob. It's got a peak knob. You know, all the classic knobs that people need to control their fuzz. It's got it. And it's a really fun fuzz. And I think you guys should all go watch the demo right now. And then go spend all your Christmas money that your grandma sent you on the Rainier Fuzz. All of it. I know it's not Christmas yet, but you're about to get money from your grandma. Let's be honest. <laughs> Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to Seasky Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, money, break, review, play, podcast. We're so out of practice still. Well, you are. Yeah, I'm the garbage person who can't remember the intro to his own podcast. How dare you? He uh, contracted it out to famous guitar builders and pedal builders for Contract. almost a year. <laughs> What's new with you, Steve? Uh, not much. Um, oh, yeah, this is actually a real thing. Um, I, I just wanted to oh, lay down on me. Steve. I'm really stuttering. Well, you're, well, uh, you're a couple of beers deep. You're playing <laughs> You're planning on getting a couple more deep. Uh, it's Friday. We've had kind of long weeks. Yeah. I suspect. Um, I wanted to start off this episode with just giving a shout out to Nick Steinhofer, who on our group, uh, after I posted a, uh, the, like basically kind of a, neoclassical metal symphonic metal sort of cover of the star trek the next generation theme song uh the opening song as well as the uh theme song from the uh star trek first contact movie soundtrack Mm -hmm. um he posted or he suggested that i check out a podcast called the greatest generation which is a uh star trek the next generation companion podcast Mm. on the maximum fun network nice and it is um i really enjoy it it's super good you know what it actually kind of reminds me of is, is it engaging oh my gosh you're <laughs> awful <laughs> what it kind of reminds me of is do you remember when richard morris on the facebook group was like going through tng and he would post about yeah like, every other episode and all the things that he thought were wrong with it yeah i kind of missed that um so that's kind of what uh, this podcast is kind of like, only way more vulgar than Richard is. Okay, I'm going to have to listen. <laughs> um, but it's kind of basically these guys. There, I've, I've only gotten through like uh, the first season. Uh, they literally are going episode by episode. That I wanted to do this with my wife, and we just don't have the time. I wanted to do a Next Generation podcast where my wife and I watch it and go episode by episode. But then I looked it up and I realized other people were doing it. But then for some reason, I didn't subscribe to any of those podcasts, even though you'd think that me being one, being someone who wants to do that sort of podcast would want to listen to that sort of podcast. As dumb as it seems, uh, they have a I feature. I don't think it sounds dumb at all. Hold on. Let me finish my thought. Okay, finish your thoughts. They have, a, they have a concept. They have a recurring, I guess, bit called Drunk Shimoda. <laughs> um, do you remember in the second episode of, of Star Trek The Next Generation is the one where like basically the crew gets this virus and everyone's drunk yeah um, 
or like everyone's like acting drunk and everyone wants to bone and that's everyone's one, got the space crazy. That's the one where Data loses his virginity, presumably. Mm, um, yeah, to what's her name? And uh, the guy, one of the the chief engineer, like takes out all of the isolinear chips that like control the something like the warp drive or whatever. Um, oh yeah, and you remember they're all this? like. He's playing with them on the floor. He's all, oh, these are cool. Yeah. So that guy, like, so the one person who's not drunk is like, oh, you got to put those all back. Yeah. So that character's name was uh, Shimoda. Uh, so they've got a uh, a bit in every episode called Drunk Shimoda, which is like they name who they think what, what actor or what person was having the most fun making the episode oh. or was like making the dumbest decisions or like just different things. Right. Like, There's kind of a broad criteria. Um, but what's great about it is uh, they do the bit and they sing Drunk Shimoda oh to the gosh. tune of the song My, My Sharona, Sharona Perfect. to the extent where like they've teased it. And I haven't looked on their website to see if there's a full version. I think one of them went through and figured out like words that actually make sense to turn My Sharona into, into a song about this character who like just jacks <laughs> with the ship. <laughs> Oh man! Anyway, right, I'm definitely having to check this out. I don't think we should talk about it much longer. No, that's it. That's all I got. I, I, if you're a TNG fan, I think, especially if like if you've watched it to the level where I've watched it, where it's like every episode they talk about. I'm not watching the show right now. Yeah, but you're I, familiar. But I'm familiar enough with it that I know every episode. Yeah, that they're too. talking about. Yeah, and I'm just I'm really loving you're it. You're dying. There, there are some things about it that I'm like kind of annoyed by in terms of the formatting, but I think that just comes with the part the fact that they're part of a podcast network. Yeah. Um, but as far as the actual content goes, like I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was saying, my wife and I wanted to do something similar and I realized that we just really wanted to talk about Riker trying to get to the bone zone every episode, <laughs> which is kind of a recurring thing. Yeah. Cause that's a recurring thing in Star Trek. The next generation is that yeah. they, you're saying they talk about that on that other podcast all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's like constantly trying to get to the they bone also zone. talk about how data is constantly like blocking other characters from getting to the bone zone yeah i love that we're calling it the bone zone that's what i call it with my wife man <laughs> there's right. a 50 50 chance that when i get home tonight i'll say hey bone zone you, you want to go to the bone zone <laughs> and she's gonna be like oh god <laughs> again why <laughs> why like why can't the, why can't you like bring me flowers and light a candle or something why is it just gotta be like hey steve every time you come home from podcasting with ryan you want to go to the bone zone <laughs> what are you doing over there that's an awkward way of putting it <laughs> All right, you gonna ask me what's new with me? Nope. Okay, cool. You gonna tell me what's new with you anyway? I will if you ask. Right. This is a consensual relationship, Steve. <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> I'm psychologically <laughs> manipulating you. I know. <laughs> Am I being gaslit as we speak? Um, no, I don't know. What's new with you, Ryan? Well, I've been working on refinishing my uh, Flying V project, which is like a uh, Fender meets Gibson sort of thing. I had it all together before. And I just hated that the guitar body was black. It's a Hondo body that I put a Mexican. You really sp- hate black guitars. I really kind of do. Um, and I always end up having black guitars because it's really common. Um, so I've been refinishing this. How many thing. black guitars do you currently own? I've got the Duosonic. Is that it? I've got the Baritone. Oh, that's right. And I think that's it for now. But before that, I had three black guitars. But now the Flying V is slowly being refinished as Gold Sparkle. And it's looking a whole lot better. <laughs> I'm really liking how this is turning out. What do you out. think about gold, Ryan? I I love gold. Is that the uh, is that the accent of the character? In, no. In that uh, in that terrible movie. That was I awful. love gold. No, that's I'm awful. from Holland. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I love. I like gold. how you're throwing like this soft Texan. <laughs> so I've been doing a refinish like. The absolute, like, most ghetto way you can do it. Hey, Ryan, how you like my British accent tonight? That's a great British accent. How do you like my Dutch accent? I love gold. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeehaw! This is going to go down in history like the moon voice. <laughs> so, uh, 
if any of you listen to the Lutherist podcast, which you should, you probably know the right ways to refinish a guitar. I do it all the wrong ways. Yeah, if you listen to 60 Cycle Hum and ever ask us about refinishing, you know all the wrong ways too. Yeah. Uh, so I very lightly sanded the original coat. I didn't want to go crazy because I didn't want to spend the time on it. And then I uh, sprayed it with Rust-Oleum like metallic gold spray, like put down like a base coat. And I got it pretty thick on there. I did a lot of coats of it. Did a little bit of sanding in between, but not a lot. And then I I put a uh, a coat of Rust-Oleum trickle, triple thick glaze on there, which comes out of a spray can. And then once it was good and sticky, I used a thing of craft glitter from Michael's. And I sprinkled only the highest quality craft glitter. <laughs> I sprinkled this tensile glitter that I got all over the guitar, and I did it from about four or five feet above the guitar, so it could like nice and evenly distribute. And then ever since then, I've just been coating more layers of Rust-Oleum triple thick glaze on top of it, which is, I'm actually really excited about this triple thick glaze because I did the same treatment to my Strat years ago. Mm -hmm. And because I'm impatient and I'm terrible at refinishing things and I should never build guitars for anyone. um, I just really layered on a lot of heavy coats really quick. And it stayed gummy and rubbery for like a year. Like it took a full year for that guitar to set up. And I wasn't, it was so gummy. I wasn't able to sand it. And I was so impatient that I put it back together because I needed it for my band. And I was playing this gummy sticky guitar for like like six months. And then finally one day it set up hard enough where I was like, it's time to sand and polish this thing. So I sanded and polished it and that looks great. But this triple thick glaze stuff, man, I tell you, I'm just a big fan. It uh it sets up real hard real quick and it goes on real thick. And uh I think I sprayed it about a week ago and I feel like it's about ready to sand again. Like it's not thick or gummy at all. And I feel like I'm about one sand and one coat away from finishing this, and I've only been spraying it for about a month. And it's it's nice and hard, not gummy at all. So I'm a big fan of this triple thick stuff. I'm just saying I like it triple thick. That sounds like what you're getting at. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to get this guitar done. It's not perfect, uh, but the finish is going a lot easier than it did on the Strat. Like way less drips, sands a lot easier, goes on a lot thicker. Uh, I also didn't put the glitter on as heavy. Like on the Strat, I really mm-hmm. made it fuzzy with glitter, and I let there be a little bit of a uh, space in between you know what, on I, this one. I f- I didn't. Now that I've, I'm visually comparing the two in my head, like I definitely can see it. But I think because you use like the thin, longer glitter with this, uh-huh. it still feels really well covered. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like if you had gone like heavier than what you did, it would actually diminish. Yeah, it would. From the glitter effect. Yeah, the tinsel glitter is really neat. It's like big, it's like long rectangles of glitter instead of being squares like or squares. octagons or circles of glitter. And I think it, it, a really neat effect. So I'm looking forward to wrapping this up and getting pictures posted. Uh, so you guys can all, how far away do you think you are? Um, it really depends on how motivated I am. Like I said, I think I'm a, I'm a, another sanding and then another, uh, spray coat. And then of course a sanding and a, and a buffing away. So I could be anywhere from a month to two years away, <laughs> depending on how motivated I am. I know those feels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've been having a great time doing that. That's all that's new with me. Do you want to, uh, tackle an ad? Let's or do, do we it. have any housekeeping or anything? Uh, we don't have any housekeeping this should week. Should we pitch the the uh, no? We should sponsorship or not sponsorship, but contributing to the show. Sure, yeah. If you, uh, we don't have anything to really, um, gosh, let me pitch it, Steve. You pitch it. Okay, so we have crowdfunding for this show. The way it works is that you pledge a certain amount of money per month, and for certain levels, there's benefits to it. You can pledge more. You can pledge less. Uh, the first level with benefits is the $5 level that gets you any merch that we make. We just send it to you as we make it. Uh, so shirts, stickers, uh, we're going to work on getting barefoot buttons made. You're just going to get them. Uh, next level is the $10 level a month. That's called the inner circle. You get to be in our secret inner circle Facebook group that no one knows about. And, uh, you got to get to help make decisions for the show. You get to help us, uh, moderate and uh, kind of admin the regular group. And there's all kinds of other extra content that you get to uh, get to enjoy when you're in there. 
Uh, yeah, we, we started recording a pre-roll episode. Yeah, they're usually uh, around 10 to 20 minutes long where it's basically Steve and I figuring out the order. Oh of the my episodes. gosh, you did the number from lowest to highest. Holy hell, Steve. I'm getting better. Normally, I would say I would think that <laughs> uh, those episodes minutes. were 20 to 10 minutes long. <laughs> but something I also want to throw out there, and this will put a bow on this. Uh, we have very few $1 subscribers, the, the lower dollar sub, uh, pledgers. Yeah. If everyone who listened to the show pledged a dollar a month, that's twelve dollars a year, guys. It, <laughs> we'd we'd just be rolling in it. It, it would really. Um, it would be incredible. It would really, honestly, that idea, and we kind of like talked about it a few months ago. It's kind of a scary idea because at at that amount, we would be put in a position where it's like because our pledge has always been to take all of the. Our per pledge between Ryan and I and yeah. and the crowdfunding people. The purpose been, of that ha- money from the, the crowdfunding is to go back into the show. Right. Uh, any money that Ryan and I get is is through the corporate sponsorships that we do. Corporate's such a weird word. It is when it's when so, when so many of these companies are one man shops. Yeah. Uh, but for our for our business sponsorships, uh, and the pledge money has always been to pour back into the show. But I imagine scenarios where we've always said, like, you know, we we want to do pint glasses. Yeah. But pint glasses are tricky because shipping is a nightmare. I'd love to do patches. If we did one. And pens if, and if, stuff like that. If we had, like, half of the people listening to this show suddenly do $1 contributions. Yeah, we're going to do pint glasses. We're yeah. going to just, we're going to, we're going to open a merch store if that we're happens. We're going to, we're going to go to Summer Nam if. We yeah, kind of I will try to figure out my schedule. I will say, yeah. you know, we like that's the scenario where we talked about a few months ago that gets us to like music mesa in Frankfurt. Yeah, totally. Like the those are kind crazy. of the weird things we have to figure out what to do with that. But we could we could travel to various builders and do live shows with builders and things like that. Any, anyway, really the point being that we've pledged at this point that whatever comes in on crowdfunding is going to get poured back into the show, whether that's upgrading equipment, whether that's bringing you guys better content, whether that's, I mean, it's kind of a, a sideways concept maybe, but that might mean buying a real clone. Yeah. So we can cut it in half with the circular. Saw. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What if, so what if this happens because literally, okay. So literally if got to get inside that black goo, if half of our listenership pledged $1, we could buy a clon in two months. What if we bought a clon, one of like the five thousand that exists, and just post a YouTube video where we cut it in half with a sawzall? Then we'd make at least fourteen, fifteen dollars on YouTube where we get that million views. <laughs> but that would just—I mean, it would be a stunt. That would be for sure. It would be that would be a fun stunt. I'd take a clon out of uh, out of the ecosystem. I would. I would. I would also say that like. Watch, someone's going to buy one and send it to us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, uh, our, our pledge has been really to, to try to pour it back into the show as much as possible. Yeah. So don't don't feel like, oh, I, yeah, I can't afford to do Inner Circle or I just don't want to, so I'm not going to contribute to the show. Like $1 givers, 150 If you can figure out a way to send us 25 cents. I don't like, know if you can do... F- I think it has to be even yeah, like, probably. or like full dollars. But it... it like if we could get a lot of people doing that, it goes a lot longer way than you might suspect. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's, let's stop self promoting. Seriously, that. I listen to NPR podcasts and I hate Drive Season. They, you so, know, there's so many podcasts that push this stuff so hard, and I feel bad for every minute that we do it. But then we, but do you're it, still doing it. We do it way. You're doing le- it right now. We do it way you're less. You're doing it right now than these other shows. I know, but you're doing it right now. Mark Marin has like 12, you're doing it. Twelve sponsorships. You're doing it right Mark now. Mark Marin has like twelve sponsorships right at the beginning it. of every episode, and then like three in the middle and fourteen at the end. I hate you. <laughs> this, epi- this episode. <laughs> Are you about to go to a sponsorship? This ad uh, was sent to us by Josh. Josh Fitzgerald, Jay Fitz, as I like to call him. Jay Fitz. Jay Fitz. Uh, this is from uh, some Facebook group. I'm not sure where. Uh, it says, uh, "Man, <laughs> I got the great, greatest, 
<laughs> the copy on this is incredible. I man, I, I got the great sis friend. He put an SG neck on my strat, and it looks sick. If you've got the great sis friend, um, you might be Gollum. You might be Trump. Don't think anyone else would have thought of this idea along with different knobs. Uh, no, I thought of this idea and then I realized it wouldn't work. I like this idea. I've always wanted a Strat with a 3x3 headstock. Which you could do if you bought a... I, I think... Can you get the carved neck with a bolt-on? Probably. Anyway. But I um, mean like a Strat Strat neck. Like a, I mean like a Strat Strat body. Like a fender body. No, I'm saying, can you just buy a 25 5 3x3 oh, from Carvin? Yeah, probably. So this is actually, I, I think this looks great. And I, I said this in the Facebook group when yeah, this was posted. I think it's cool. The problem is that this is a neck off of an Epiphone Les Paul or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I love the 3x3 three three look, and I love that the black headstock matches the black pit guard on this Sunburst strap. I didn't even think about that. Uh, the thing I don't like is that it has that Epiphone headstock with the stupid clips off of the book scroll. I didn't I didn't get that far either because the obvious problem here is this guy just slapped a 24 and 3 quarter right. inch neck on a on a guitar body that has a bridge set for 25.5. So it's never going to intonate. Never. Yeah, never. Well, ever. you might get like a... You might get close. You know... So I guess that's like the flip side of all of it is, and maybe you can speak to this more. I have sure. a couple guitars that are like legit, legit, like, um, maybe I don't, Never mind. Okay. I don't even know where you're going to go. Well, so what I was thinking is like, as far as parts casters go, you always hear about like, oh, you know, 25.5, you slap a 24 and three quarters inch neck on a 25.5 scale, like it's never going to intonate. And I understand why that is. But at the same time, um, I've never really tried to figure out like how off it is. Right. I have no idea. I have no idea how close you need to get. Like, cause you can adjust the saddles. So, Maybe if you were like within a certain range, then it, you'd be fine. Like I always wonder, is it gonna just throw it out at random parts on the body or or on the neck rather at random points? Is it is it gonna? I think be... it's gonna be a little bit off each fret until you get to a fret where it's really off. Mm. You know, one fret is gonna be really off, and then you're gonna have this gradient of frets that are a little bit off, a little bit more off each time. Right. So, I mean, again, I've never really experimented with it. I do every time I set up a guitar, which isn't the most frequent thing, but I will check intonation and I do check, you know, I don't get like super crazy about it, but I, I do check like what the tuning is like, um, how close it is at the, um, at the 12th open and at the 12th. Yeah. I don't go really beyond that. Um, but yeah, I know that's a thing for uh, for people. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a thing for people, Steve. Uh, sorry, people I'm who trying, play guitar. I'm trying to look something else up, and, and this is just not working. Yeah, you're, um, you're trying to do two things at once. You're trying to carry a show, and I'm watching you try to carry the show while you are trying to look up something on your phone. One of these days, I should let you try to carry the show. <laughs> Damn, Steve. <laughs> That was a sick burn. Oh, I'm going to need some ointment for that burn. Oh, my God. You know who you sound like right now? No. You ready for the sickest burn? Dude. Brian Fellows. <laughs> oh, that's a sick burn. That goat's got devil eyes. <laughs> you have that dog kill that goat. <laughs> I love Brian Fellows. Of all the SNL characters, Brian Fellows should have had a movie. Like, the Coneheads didn't need a movie. Stuart didn't need a movie. Stuart really didn't need a movie. Freaking Brian Fellows needed a movie. It would have been spectacular. It would have been so good. Uh, SNL, you let me down. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Come so back I, with my show. So, anyway, I really like the way this thing looks, but... But it doesn't work. I, I did comment too that it kind of reminds me of the Carvin SC90. Yeah. Which is their Telecaster with a Telecaster style body with the uh, 3x3, which I've always wanted one of those. Really? 
Yeah. Well, the SC is there is, I guess the SC90, it's almost like a Telecaster shaped body, but it's got like the kind of like the rounded edges of the carbon bolt. Yeah. But yeah, I've always thought those look really cool. Hmm. Um, well, if, if your wife is listening, she knows what to get you for Christmas. No, nah, dude. I, I, <laughs> I, well, the thing is, is every once in a while I do see SC90s pop up on Craigslist and because it's carbon, like they're dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, or at least they're way cheaper than they they're would be affordable. to buy them direct. They're yeah, a really but, affordable U.S. made guitar. Yeah, I'm, I've just never been in position to get one. Made here in San Diego, California. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, hair guy is still working there. Jason Lee. Yeah. Yeah, he still works there. Okay. He lost a lot of weight. I haven't seen him since uh, Nam. He uh, he started riding bikes like ten speeds, long distances. Got super skinny real Dang. quick. Yeah, ten speeds. You know, you know the, the the road bikes. He's not riding mountain bikes. I don't know. I don't know a lot about bikes. Yeah. To, can you that, not ride a mountain bike long distances? You can, but if you're on the road, you want to have those little wheels. I like know? I said. I I don't. You don't know. I've been trying to buy a mountain bike for a while, just because I live on a canyon and there's some road trip. Like, mm. There's some uh, Froden trails. Froden, Froden, Froden. No, he does these like. Like twenty thirty like, mile rides. Like he he rides oh, wow. he rides from like Escondido to uh, like Encinitas and back. What is this? A geography podcast. All right, um, we're moving on. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Flip it's been a while since we were a geography podcast. I'm gonna flippity floppity it's a thing here. Um, you want to talk a topic? Yeah, I'm gonna flippity floppity this topic, and I'm gonna talk about fantasy football. And oh, um, here we go. It's Steve's fantasy. This is, this is our, uh, it's his fantasy about football. He thinks about the football. Now this is a in week. a sexual context. No, this is fantasy. He thinks about the men touching the football and throwing it back and forth. He's so excited thinking about the football. Are you done? He's ready for the bone zone. <laughs> so uh, the, the 60 Cycle Hum Fantasy Football League is sponsored by CoSonic. Um, yep. And that's a thing that we've worked out in, and it's been great. Um, and as of a week ago, because Here of we course go. when we were recording this, like um, things really haven't changed. It's really, it's actually really close. Um, do you remember how fantasy football works, Ryan? I've explained this to you last year. Yeah, you guys all get together and you watch football and you all touch your wieners. That not exactly. Um, so anyway, uh right now we actually have a three-way tie for third. Well, we have a tie for first, which means we have a three-way tie for third. Three-way, huh? And a two-way tie for sixth. <laughs> two-way is a little um, bit more uh, traditional, I suppose. And anyway, so it's it's really close and and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this works out. But uh, I got a. I got a good feeling about my team this year. Well, which you is, won last year, which right? is probably a thing I shouldn't say, since the most of the league thinks I rigged it somehow last year. Is there a way to rig it? No. Like everyone can see what you do, and as, like as, see that like you're just picking stuff. I'm know? not even the commissioner of this league. Ryan Sylvester is. I don't know, man. I don't know how it works. The only thing I'm in charge of is collecting money. Well, that is suspicious. <laughs> All that means is at the end of the season, when I break up the funds, I say, okay, we we made this much money this year. Yeah. Plus um, our our uh, little workout with CoSonic for a sponsor trade. And uh, so this is what first place gets, and this is what second place gets. And hopefully, um, I may be picking up a pedal sponsor for second slash third place Ooh. i think what i may do is if the pedal sponsor uh is still down with it basically say what do you want to do and depending on what he offers that might be like it might i might do like a first second third where first place gets to pick one of three prizes and let me guess you're gonna win all so three places Steve. i will win all three <laughs> places my one team will win first second and third win second and third place forfeit it's true <laughs> Steve was work Steve is gonna purposely throw it so that he wins third place, and that's why he's working on that third place prize. 
That's really what I should do. That's a good grift. Because actually, the the guy we're talking that I was talking to about doing, um, you can make a lot of money by betting on the loser. You, oh my god! You bet they're gonna lose. The the builder we were talking to about sponsoring, I actually was really close to buying uh, one of his pedals over Black Friday. I just don't have the funds for it, mm. and I was like trying to figure out like, can I just float this? And I was like, I really can't. I I really, I could have floated it. I just. I would have felt really bad about my personal life choices <laughs> after uh, having that football fantasy three-way. Oh my god, you're the, you're <laughs> Steve the... is so mad right now, <laughs> making fun of sports. <laughs> All right, uh, well, they also want to know about your fantasy high diving team. You got any? Oh, it's going on great. Is, oh, it, is it still a youth league? Yeah, they've gotten older. I'm okay, s- but are they still youths? No, not anymore. They've that was three years ago, Steve. They're all legal now. Do you have Michael Phelps on your team? No, he's too old. Oh, he's a swimmer. He's, he's not a, a high swimmer. diver. He's, yeah, he's doing the wrong thing in the water. I want. I don't want someone who's swimming in the water. I want someone who's falling into the water. <laughs> Did you watch? It's my fantasy high diving team. There's nothing sexual about it. Not like Steve's fantasy football is purely sexual. <laughs> Did, so this is a this is a callback. <laughs> Uh, How are these mics for singing, guys? Did you, like you my, watch like my golden pipe? Did you watch um, the high diving in the this past year's Olympics? Yeah, it was insane with the freaking like guys jumping off and then the wind blows them like yeah. off the pool and then they land on the concrete and like three people died. All these people died. I actually <laughs> did not crazy. see any of this. What are you talking about? Nobody died. Yeah, but it was like they so they had their the high dive. They was in that pool that turned green. Yeah. And it, it was a really windy is outdoor pool, which is why it turned green. Yeah. Um, and they it, need to check their filters. And it was really windy. So there were actually people who were like, they'd go up to the, the thing and they'd be about to like start their dive. And then they'd start to like lean because they were getting blown over. Cause it was, they're getting like, ser- like really <laughs> serious wind gusts. Yeah. What is this? A weather podcast? This? <laughs> Olympics 2016 podcast. Yeah. Free in six months after we're gonna the t- Olympics. We're going to talk about the Olympics for, we're going to talk about the summer Olympics for the next four years until there's a new one. <laughs> yeah. All right. This ad was sent to us by, um, you're i can't believe you butchered i like how you spelled the last name right and butchered the first name on this that's, that's I, don't, I think that's how they spelled their name i copied it no it's you didn't okay fail all right uh this is from andre radishin he's in our inner circle oh i did mess it up uh this is for magic guitar pedals pedals p-e-d-d i did i messed up his name in the spirit of the ad steve oh okay that is intentional this is out of tacoma washington uh, here's here's uh here's uh here's all you need. One hundred ninety four dollars. One hundred ninety four dollars. This is all you need to find that magic guitar sound everyone is looking for. <laughs> I guarantee it. To be to be fair, it's yes, re- I do. It's really hard to spell guarantee. Have you ever tried to do that and the autocorrect just won't show you the right thing, and then you have to get on Google to figure it out? That's never. I know how to spell guarantee. I don't. G. <laughs> Here we go. You're spelling shaming me, Steve. I guarantee it. Yes, I do. These was owned by the late great Yapper. What? And now can make you the great guitar player. You have the potential. Whoa. Potential. Okay, I've never misspelled potential. I know that one. You get the bag that plugs into the pedals. What? (laughs) What bag? Wait, what? Why is he talking talking about an electric bagpipe or something? Why is it that magic guitar pedals is spelled wrong, but you get the bag that plugs into the pedals is spelled right? All right, anyway. um, Crybaby, Dan Electro Cool Cat, DoD Grunge, Ivan S Tube Screamer, and Tuner, and another Tube Screamer, and Surf and Turf Compressor. Do we even want to figure out if this is a fair price? I mean, this stuff all looks like garbage in the. You photos. know what? Um, I don't know what the bag is. That so that so that the bag that plugs into the pedals. Is he talking about a pedal board thing? I can't tell. And these pictures are garbage. But here's what I can figure out. Um. Oh man, actually, so one ninety four in Tacoma. Um, 
Can you do some filler right now? I'm going to do a little Craigslist. I got to hold down the show. Steve is Craigslisting. He's got to figure out if he can find this ad to look at the other pictures, I'm assuming, or figure out if it's still available. This might be a good deal. This stuff might be gone already. Hey, let's break it down a little bit. We've got two tube screamers. Figure those are 60 bucks each on the low side. So you're at 120 You got to cry, baby. That should be like 20 bucks. So $140. Uh, then you got Dano pedals, fifteen dollars each. So you're at, uh, what did I say? We were at one twenty. This is the magic. So one seventy. Okay, real talk. This is the magic of sixty cycle hum. I found what I'm looking for, uh, which is different than you know, which is more than I can say for Bono. Um, so yeah, DoD Grunge. Oh it's, yeah, the Grunge. So yeah, he's he's close on the price. So the Tube Screamers are a TS9 and a TS9 DX. What's the DX? The turbo tube screamer. Oh yeah, I had one of those. So I'm not gonna say this is worth 194. Um, I still can't figure out what the bag is. It does look like it comes with a bunch of pedals. So maybe it's like he's some, got the Dano tuner. Maybe pedal. it's some kind of soft case. The issue here is like you've got the two tube screamers. That's maybe a hundred bucks worth of pedals. Uh, the two Dano mini, the food series pedals are maybe like I don't know, fifteen bucks a pop if you're lucky. So that takes you to 130. The DoD Grunge is another thirty bucks if you're lucky, so one sixty. Dano Cool Cat, I don't know. I don't know if you can get more than thirty bucks for yeah, that. I'll just say thirty. So one ninety plus the bag and and uh, some some cables, I guess. Hopefully, Wait, here's my problem: is power supply. The the price is too on the nose for this to be interesting because the people who are, the person who's going to buy it really this, is um the person who's going to buy this is looking for flip fodder. So so maybe you can like break this price down, but it it's just. It's a really interesting mix of pedals, two tube screamers, a DoD grunge. Well, here's the thing you're not taking into consideration, Steve, is that these pedals were owned by the late great Yipper. No, yep, Yapper. 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 You know, the Yapper. We've all heard of him. Um He's a household name. So? The good that great old Yapper. Um I the famous yapper. Oh, yeah. oh, the famous yapper. Yeah. I was confusing him with the with the less, no, not the, ya- the not, less famous. Not yapper. the yapper that goes to our church, Steve. I'm talking about the famous the, yapper. The yapper that goes for a church. We don't even go to the same church anymore. I don't know what that means. I'm saying like if there was, I'm saying you could have been confused in between like the yapper we know like on a personal level who's not famous at all, and the yapper who's definitely famous. I don't know a yapper on a personal level. You don't know a famous yapper either. I don't. If you do, I I really want to hear about this yapper. I'm so confused. <laughs> I just love that there's a yapper. This okay. episode brought to you by the yapper. The late, great yapper. I want to change my name to yapper so I can be the gr- late, this great famous yapper. person. I'm like, when I look up... That's, that's the yapper? When I look up Seattle yapper... Oh my god. Um, <laughs> when you do, <laughs> Google corrects it to Seattle rapper. <laughs> he can't be that famous if Google doesn't even understand what you're asking. Um. So yeah, I don't know what that means. Oh my gosh. Oh, Steve. Should we move on to the topic? I've got nothing left to say about this stupid pile of pedals. Steve is finishing his fancy glass. Yeah, let's move on. Um, We are still drinking out of these very nice glasses that were sent to us in like the first year of the podcast, right? Yeah, from I believe the what we originally called the Central California Contingent. Yep. Luke Mundy, Tim Balint, and... The dude you made a pedal for. What? The guy you did the pedal design for? Oh, who is that? I don't, I don't remember anyone's name. Oh my gosh, you're the worst. You, I'm really you, terrible. You did the uh, you well, did anyways, like the t- the uh, robot attacking. The yeah, city. but I don't remember who I sent it to. Oh man, I hate you. I know. Uh, but anyways, thanks for the glasses, guys. We're still using them. I feel like a fancy boy when I drink out of these things. I feel like I got to answer this question because otherwise I'm going to feel bad. Figure out who sent it. Who? Yeah. Sent it. Well, I already feel bad because I obviously don't remember, and that's the thing that's supposed to make us feel bad. Finding yes, the information. Finding the information isn't going to make me feel less bad because I didn't remember it in the first place. 
because we're bad people. Um, no, you are bad people. You didn't remember either, Steve. Yeah, but I didn't make a friggin' pedal for him. Okay. Um, next topic. Jeremy Tuttle. Tuttle, that's right. Boom. Uh, we're going to talk about the Premier Guitar guitar stockings. Christmas yeah, stockings. Um, mystery stockings. Where I'm still waiting on this to arrive, but I ordered a Did Premier you get one? Guitar Christmas stocking. Yeah. You got one, I got Steve. It. I'm going to make a dope ass what time in the, YouTube video. What time of the day did you order it? Right away. So uh, they went live at 10.30 Central Standard Time, which is 8.30 Pacific. In the morning? In the morning. I completely misread it and thought it was going to be 10.30 at night. I set my reminder for 10.30 at night. Oh, my God. That's why I missed it. Are you for real? I am. And I jump on Facebook and I see like, oh, I ordered mine. I was like, wait, what? And I jumped on to the site and they were all sold out. Apparently, they were gone in like five minutes. Yeah, but I had a reminder set five minutes before... I thought it was going to go off so I, I could sit there and do it. I actually it. had my ca- my alarm, s- <sighs> my uh, calendar start time set for 8.20. So I got an email at 8.10. So at 8.20, I loaded the website. And then I was up and down between down my kitchen and my bedroom, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I would go up there. And when I went back up, something had like glitched on the timer because it said there were, there were six minutes left, but it was 8.29. I was like, that's weird. So I hit refresh. When I hit refresh, there were six seconds left. Ooh. So I hit refresh again. And when I hit refresh at six seconds, when I hit refresh again, it just loaded the form. Nice. And so as soon as the form loaded up, I was like, there had to be a million dudes up on there. And I got it in there. And then they're like, please enter your credit card information. I was like, and I was like, would you like to opt to the newsletter for all 1 trillion companies that are sponsoring this? I was like, hell no. Damn, son. Um, and uh, and but I got one thirty bucks, uh, twenty ninety five. So I saw that that picture that they were using to promote it, and it looked like there was a good, you know, like fifty something high end prizes that they're mixing into. Their yeah, batch. There, there's a lot of I guess concern that if you opt out of the email, that you get into a second pile that doesn't win anything. Ah, um, is that how it works? Luckily, I'm not really. In this to win, I'm not in it to win it. I guess you just you want to say. see what shows up. I just want to see what shows up. And from what I've seen from other years, they do a good job of delivering at least thirty dollars worth of goods. You get your money's worth. They don't. The, they're not scamming you. The problem is that sometimes you get your thirty dollars worth of goods in like two packs of strings, a guitar cable, and like ten stickers. Yeah. So it's like, okay, 10 stickers at 50 cents a piece, that's five bucks. The guitar cable, that's like 10 bucks. So you're yeah, 15 bucks and buys some strings. Stickers. I mean, we were selling stickers. Yeah, we are. Somebody bought our stickers. Yeah, we got to ship them stickers, Steve. I do. I They're know. like one of the few people to ever buy them. So I think you should send them extras. <laughs> we are selling stickers at two for one dollar. No, one for two dollars. One for two dollars and three for five dollars. Three for five dollars. His address was for here locally. Yeah, he's a friend of. I feel like we should just take him to him. He's a friend of Chris Weeks. Oh, okay, cool. From uh, instead of shipping, let's just take him the stickers. You and me together. I'm not gonna drive to Lemon. You Grove, and me, dude. let's get together I'm, in the same car. Lemon Grove is fine. And drive him stickers. I don't think that's gonna happen. Sorry, Eric. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Our, how th- this moment in time right now where we are recording is practically the only time that our schedules align. That's absolutely true. Your wife posted on Facebook this week a thing where it's like two people like trying to align their schedules. Yeah, that comic was brilliant. And they're like, I guess we can't be friends anymore. And my wife commented, that's how sometimes I feel about my husband. Oh my gosh. Oof. That's rough, Steve. (laughs) Right now I'm recording a podcast. And we only record twice a month. And it's a huge burden. And on every us. time it comes up, my wife is like, "Oh, you're recording this week? I forgot." And when we move to Thursdays, now we're back on Fridays right now. But when we were doing Thursdays like two months ago, uh huh, it was intentionally because I was playing kickball on Thursdays, and I didn't think it was fair to play kickball on a Thursday and podcast on a Friday. So I said, "I'm going to sacrifice half of my kickball games <laughs> to podcast." Well, maybe we'll move back to Thursdays. 
I don't. Was... Well, we're not playing kickball right now, so we can stay on Friday. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Unless we need to move to Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on on point. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I I actually think it's this supposed to arrive thing. pretty soon. They've been doing this for a while. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go live in the Facebook group when I get it. Maybe I'll record something on my phone and just post it straight to YouTube. Oh, we should. Speaking of live on Facebook, I don't know. We should talk about this thing we're doing in the inner circle. What are we doing in the inner circle for Christmas? Do we say that for next episode? Do we know what we're doing for sure? Yeah, doing it. Okay, we won't talk about it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Maybe should, should, should we save that for next episode because it'll land before Christmas? It's already happened, so let's talk about it now. Okay. So this year for the inner circle, um, I sent out a bunch of addresses. About I think so far about ten people have signed up for it. I'm gonna I should send a reminder tonight. Um, since we're recording a week and a half ahead of time. Yeah. Um, we're doing a high-end Secret Santa. Yeah. And by high-end, I mean minimum MSRP of $150. I should say not MSRP, minimum uh, map yeah. of $150. So literally, like, the cheapest pedal that you could get out of this is, like, a Boss D7. Um, we're doing a Secret Santa. Basically, I'm going to send addresses to different people to say, Hey, guy in the inner circle, you're going to send a pedal to this other guy over here. Yeah. Have fun. So if this is successful, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're planning on uh, gift wrapping the pedals. And Well, I don't know everyone... if you're really going to gift wrap it. I'm probably just going to put mine in two or three layers of USPS. <laughs> Steve, wrap it up like a Christmas present. Oh, my gosh. Play the game. Have it be fun. And we're all going to open our presents It's going to be fun either way. Oh, come on, Steve. They want to put it under their Christmas tree. Dude, that means I got to go find some Christmas wrapping. You don't have... What are you going to put your kids' presents in, Steve? I don't know. My wife takes care of that. Have your wife wrap the present, Steve. There. Solve the problem for you. Uh, Man, I've been drinking too much beer. I said solve the problem for you or something like that. I mangled that. So that's that's another fun perk of the inner circle is we're, we're doing fun stuff like that. I mean, you guys could, you know, our average listeners, our regular listeners, you could organize your own. I can't tell you what to do. But yeah, but we're doing one specifically for the inner circle. It's actually manageable because it's not a huge group. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think yeah, me too. I think it's gonna be neat. I think it's going to warm our hearts and fill our holiday with cheer. I think I already know. Um, so I, I guess since since it technically has already happened, are we? Are you going to do it? I think I will. Are we both just pulling from the stash? Why not? Um, okay, cool. Because we'll, we'll we'll pick two pedals from our demo stash. Because literally, our contribution. I looked at my pile, and I think the only pedals I have that are within that range are the two pedals I have from Friday Club, uh-huh. uh, the Golden Summer. Okay. And the kilobyte. I think I only have four pedals that are worth at least $150. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out and figure out which pedals we're going to contribute to. So, uh, so anyway, um, I, I, I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. So um, we uh, tackle- And that's another perk of the inner circle is because it's a smaller, more focused group. Sometimes we do crazy stuff. We get to do fun little uh, stuff with each other. Should we hit this last That sounds ad? dirty. You think that sounds dirty? <laughs> You and your fantasy football weird pigskin Just because I'm having fantasies about football players doesn't mean it's dirty. It's this ma- is the... Thinking uh, about guys playing with their balls. Oh, my gosh. This is an amp. It is a vintage solid-state rare ovation guitar amp in working condition. Tolex has tears and does, and does the rest of cabinet. Weighs a ton and very loud. Text Joe. Why did you put so much emphasis on the H... You said ways, ways, ways. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, this is the Ovation Guitar Dude amplifier. I uh, love this amp purely because of its name alone. Guitar Dude. Guitar Dude. That's the model name of the amp. Guitar Dude. They're asking $250. They are in downtown San Diego. I don't even know if that's a fair price. I actually never bothered to look it up. Me either, just because $250 so, is so like... Oh, yeah, let's just, like, go buy an amp. Who cares? Uh, I have no idea if this will sound good at all. It's only got four knobs on it. It's got three uh, plug holes on it, jack holes, two electric inputs, and one foot switch. 
It's got a bass, volume treble, and reverb knob. So this is... Where's the volume knob? I'm sure there's a volume. Oh, volume is in the middle. Bass, volume, treble. There have not been any of these recently uh, completed on eBay. On eBay? On eBay. Um, this is a really interesting piece. This is... It's, I was able to find like an ad for it from the 70s. Guitar Dude, 100 watt RMS system. What does RMS mean? Uh, root means squared, so that's a measure of wattage. We can talk about that in a second. Go ahead and go okay. through the rest of it. So features, super quiet operation. FET, field effect transistors, metal film resistors. I like how the FET is thrown out there like yeah. uh Hey, look at this. Thing. Two 15-inch Audent guitar speakers. It's got an, an extension cab that you stick under the initial mm -hmm. combo, so that would give you two 15-inch speakers. One electric acoustic input. So I'm assuming... I missed that. Two electric instrument inputs. I don't know where the electric acoustic input is. That's not on the front of the amp. Uh, maybe that's elsewhere on the amp. But I'm assuming that's for plugging in your uh, typical Ovation acoustic guitar. Pre-amp in-out jack. Extension speaker jack. They're just listing every single feature of this. <laughs> they All might as the well jacks. say Might as well say uh, speaker cab is cube-shaped at this point. Um, volume control, bass control, treble control, reverb control, circuit breaker overload protection, cord winder, electronic cabinet tuning what do you think that means that's okay so this is actually really interesting because i found another one on reverb that's going for 225 plus shipping um this particular one that you photographed doesn't have it it's perhaps an older version though what's interesting is the uh ad copy that you posted also doesn't have it there is a version of this and this is the one on reverb has it um it has an acoustic input Check that out. Can you see that? Oh, weird. It's like an X, it, it's an XLR. Yeah. So, um, well, the I, ad does the one in the ad doesn't have that. No, it doesn't. That's what I was just saying. Weird. So I gotta say, man, I've been seeing this for a few weeks. This is so hard up my alley. Yeah, me too. It's just weird. It's Ovation. Yeah. Which, not that I own anything from Ovation, but it, it's just... The fact that it is from Ovation makes it weird. Yeah. That's part of the weird part. Um, I think it's fun that there's prices here on the ad. The original price for this in the 70s was two hundred. Oh, $699, which must have been like $1,800. Where are you looking at? Oh, on the, six, on nine, the ad. 699 for both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That must have been like $1,800 in, in today's money, something like that. The two grand. I wouldn't be surprised if that was close. Pretty close. Um, when I saw this amp, the person that I, well, I thought of myself first, like, oh yeah, I'd probably have fun with that. But the next person I thought of was Domin Ford. Oh yeah. Who is a member of the group and a listener and who just has, who's big into giant amps with lots of Watts, lots of big clean Watts, vintage solid state. Like, he, when I posted this to the group, he commented on it, something along the, long, along the lines of, Dude, this, hold this, on. This amp is me personified. So, $699. How close did I get? I feel like this is this has got to be off. Well, these things are never perfect. Six. I'm using an inflation calculator. $699 in 1973 was the same value as... $3,767. Whoa. In 2015. That's Three using grand. the westegg.com inflation calculator, which is what I usually use for all your inflation needs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this stuff actually, I do inflation calculations more often than you think because I look, I do a, like semi frequently come across uh, vintage catalogs. Right. This stuff doesn't inflation stuff doesn't always scale correctly. But no, it, it doesn't. It gives you it gives you a pretty good picture. I I'd say that this was probably equivalent to two to three grand for sure. Sure, we can we can bet that was 
a similar economic well, well, impact. Well, on let's think about it, right? Well, all you have to really figure out is minimum wage when this amp came out, and you'll know exactly how much musicians were making. Sure. Well, you can also <laughs> you can also think about it like this, right? Um, I'll think about it like this when you tell me. Okay, one one hundred watts. Uh huh. Fifteen inch speaker. Well, he says it's heavy, and we know the amps are valued by the pound. One hundred watts. <laughs> 15 inch speaker oh, made in the USA. Yeah. So just based on like those two criteria there, this is was probably you know, like what at least a thousand fifteen hundred dollars. Sure. Minimum yeah. back then. And that's back when solid state was like, this is the exciting, sexy technology. Yeah. Like they really go into that FET technology. They're like, you I want to know, I know this FET. I know one of the things both Jim Marshall when he was uh the head of Marshall Amplifiers. Oh, is that who he was the head of? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it's weird how like Jim Marshall wasn't the head of of a Supro. Yeah. Um, and uh, the guys who when when I when I was uh hanging out a lot uh in the forums for acoustic control, uh, both of those brands were brands that bragged about the fact that they never gave away an amplifier for free. Right. Uh, they own like. That when you know Albert King, he wasn't using an acoustic because he was paid. He was using it because that's he what he wanted to sound like. Yeah, guys, who you know Jimmy didn't use a Marshall full sack because that's because he was getting paid. That's because that's what he wanted to sound like. Yeah, and you know a thousand dollar, twelve hundred dollar acoustic full stack in 1971. That was like five thousand dollars in that in that era. It's like four or five thousand dollars. At that time. Yeah. So the idea of 700 bucks being like three, four K, like that's not really, they're being competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy to our senses now, but I mean, like the reason I say $1,500, like a thousand fifteen hundred, is if you think about a brand like Quilter, you know, who's, I don't actually know if Quilter stuff is us made, but they're at least an American company. They're making stuff over there, at least assembling it. Right. When I, I went to the when I went to the bathroom at the culture event, they had stations where they were building stuff in that they, building. That right, but I don't know if they're doing like the EHX things where they're doing yeah. PCB assembly overseas and then doing final QC here. I, I just it never occurred to me to ask. Yeah, me either. Um, but you think about an operation like that, and they've got you know an amp this size from Quilter would run you like at least eight, nine, a thousand dollars, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. Sure. Maybe a little more. So, you know, I can definitely see this. I think this thing is cool. I think it's really cool. I love the custom grill cloth on it that looks like a uh, like a Baja blanket. I don't I don't think that's custom. I think, you think that's, that was the original? I think the, that's in, the original grill in cloth. In the ad, it's a black grill cloth, but it's also like a black and white ad. I think it just depends on the year. Because the one that I found on Reverb has that same gr- really? grill. Really? Yup. Wow, it must be the original then. It's crazy. That one looks a little different, but it's definitely a striped it's one. It's different, but it's stripey. That's crazy. I feel like we've had it's, a little uh, it's more It's definitely dead straight out that. of the 70s, that's for sure. Yeah. It looks like a couch from it, the 70s. If I had 250 and a little more room... That's my thing. I I'm, don't I know could, if this thing would even fit in my car. I could see myself. It's a 15. It'll fit in your car. It really depends on how big the cabinet is around it. Like some, some cabinets have a lot of space around the speaker. It might not fit in your trunk. Yeah. It'll fit in your car. It'll fit in the back seat for yeah. sure. It might be a really excellent dinosaur ghost amp. But I don't need more big amps laying around. Why not? Good question, Steve. Why not? <laughs> All right, do we want to wrap this up? Why not? Why not? I had a good time. Did you have a good time, Steve? Did you have a good time? I did have a good time. I had a good time. We had a good time. Tell me about our sponsors. Uh, well, first off, we got to thank Coast Sonic. That's true. They're they're sponsoring your fantasy, Steve. Oh yeah. Your uh, men playing with balls fantasy. <laughs> Steve is so sick of this joke. <laughs> Oh, big thanks to CoSonic. Uh, they make this fun uh, fantasy football thing that Steve does happen. Well, they, they make it worthwhile. They make it worthwhile. 
Otherwise, it wouldn't be worthwhile, right? I mean, I, I've got lit. I think I have nine fantasy football leagues this season. Holy hell, Steve. <laughs> You've got a problem. Maybe. <laughs> Let's also thank Spruce Effects. They sent us the Rainier Fuzz. Uh, there should be a demo out for it now. Oh, sorry. I only have seven fantasy leagues. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a great sounding, super heavy, lots of fun gated sounds locked up in this or not gated. There's a switch. You can turn off the gate. Uh, it's just a great fuzz. Go check out the Rainier fuzz. Check out our demo. Go visit Spruce effects. Uh, everything they do is awesome. They specialize in fuzz. Other pedal companies, they try to make all kinds of pedals. They make fuzzes and overdrives and reverbs. How dare you? Not spruce. How dare you, sir? Not spruces. Spruce makes fuzz. Unless they choose to make other effects in the future. <laughs> I don't want to put words into their mouth and say that they'll only make fuzzes forever. But they are definitely specializing in fuzzes now. And they do a hell of a job of it. These are great fuzz boxes. Go check them out, guys. You want to tell us about the song, Steve? Yeah, this week's song was sent to us by Co. Our very own Co. Schneider? The ad. Wizard. Himself. Schneider. He hasn't sent us an ad in a while. We should strip his title. He's really just more of like an ad mage now. Or we, like... need to, we need to change him to Co. The hotline caller, Schneider. <laughs> See, Co. is the only person who calls the phone number that we set yeah, up one, years ago. <laughs> is it a 619 or an 858? I don't remember. I think it's one six one nine three six three H U M M. But Gosh, what if, I hope so. If you call it and it's not us, sorry. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he says I don't think I've sent this one to you before, and obviously it's not finished. But it's a cool tune that just needs some drums. Really, he probably hasn't finished the drums because Ryan Poole is out of town. Uh, and this song is called Wind. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. It's from Co. Yeah. Thanks, Co. Co's trying to set up a... Uh, Co's, I think, is if we can schedule it, we'll be on our next episode. I hope so. Let's get him back on the show soon. Co's trying to s- set up a uh, boutique road show, which is an idea we cooked up on the podcast uh, where someone would drive a van or truck around loaded with boutique gear and show up in a city so that everyone could stop by and try out the gear they've been curious about. Yep. So he's trying to self-start that himself. Uh, best of luck, Co. I hope you uh, live your dreams with this one because it sounds fun. He's figured out a bunch of cities he can hit on a weekend and uh, spread the uh, the awareness of certain brands around. So I hope he gets that figured out. It's a really cool idea. All right. Enjoy the song, guys. Bye. Bye. Sound of the wind There's something 
again